podcast brought to you by Pile Style Events. I'm here with Alicia Pyle, as always, and Nick Laddick. He is the owner-operator with his wife, Jen, of HT2. How are you doing, Nick? Good. Happy to be here. Thanks for coming out. All right. So HT2 is a, it's a nice little bar. We're next to Kroger on Scott Road. We're out southwest here. Could you tell us a little bit about how HT2 came into being? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell the HT2 story without first touching on one of our primary products, which is Hotel Tango. So you asked about this earlier. Hotel Tango is a craft distillery that my friend Travis Barnes opened down in downtown Indianapolis in September of 2014. Okay. So, uh, and we've got some ambient noise here because we are in the bar and they are setting up. So yeah, just to keep it real, uh, we open at four generally, but <laughs> they're setting up now. Um, so uh, Travis had opened Hotel Tango with his wife Hillary uh, shortly after getting out of the Marines, um, serving three tours in Iraq. So oh, at wow. the time that they opened Hotel Tango, it was the first service disabled veteran-owned distillery in the country. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So that's that's the reason if you visit HT2 or you go to Hotel Tango, there's very much a military theme threaded throughout. Um, but that's where the name of the whole brand and company came from, is they took their initials, H and T, mm-hmm. and used the military alphabet and got Hotel and Tango. Um, so that's where the name of the distillery came from. So you're like, what the hell does that have to do with HT2? Um, so I've known Travis since we were little, mm-hmm. and I was living and working up here in the beer industry while he was doing the Marines and then ended up in Indianapolis and all this. Uh, and then he recruited me to come be his outside sales guy. So I okay. left what I was doing and started selling Hotel Tango to retailers and bars and restaurants around the state. What and, kind of uh, liquor does that include, Hotel Tango? Uh, a little bit of oh, your big standard ones. Um, so there's a vodka, a gin, a rum, and now we're old enough where we're getting into the whiskeys and bourbons and aged stuff. Cool. Uh, we also do a limoncello and an orange cello. Um, so after selling that for a while, uh, but still living in Fort Wayne and traveling around and just leaving the area a lot, um, Jen and I had always kind of had this un- whatever idea simmering that this mm-hmm. little this part of town needed a bar or a cocktail it lounge. Really did. I mean, it wasn't necessarily a cocktail lounge; it just needed a bar, needed a neighborhood establishment, yeah. um, and that was where the kind of light bulb went off. And we're like, "Oh my gosh, this thing is uh, this atmosphere and the vibe they have down in India is so cool." drink program's really cool. We should bring something like that to Fort Wayne. And that was one of my questions. How did the Southwest get so lucky? It seems like every bar wants to be downtown right now, and that's where all the action is happening. But really, when you come out here, this seems like a good place to have a bar because there there aren't a whole lot of places, especially like this. Right. Yeah. Uh, and was, a bar with a bike rack, Sunday fun day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bike, and uh, there's 2,000 houses within a mile. So ideally, that's, you know, that many people could with walk trails here. Too. Or bike here. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We just signed up to be a spot on the Fort Wayne trails map so we're oh, trail awesome. friendly which I didn't know what that was uh, I've used the trails but I didn't realize they have that so, so that means nice if you're out on the trail hydrated you can stop <laughs> yeah. and have you stop and get water well and we'll give you free water or you can use the restroom or just facilities and stuff like that oh that's cool so yeah. it will be a trail friendly stop this year um, but uh, we did we looked downtown not gonna lie uh, the Fort Wayne has a lot of energy and momentum and everything that's happening downtown is awesome so of course that was one of the first things we thought was to be a part of that um, and looked at some properties and got excited but then uh, at some point in that process the first one fell through and that's when we kind of went back to the drawing board and was like wait we've been talking about Southwest needing a bar for a long time like I think we're overthinking this mm-hmm. let's see if there's any spaces available around here 
uh, and there was one uh, that was immediately available. So we kind of look, went and looked through it and we are like, I don't know if it's going to fit. Uh, had the architect come out and do an actual drawing and realized we could get about 50 seats in it. So we were like, okay, so uh, let's bring something southwest. And uh, the neighborhood's been really receptive. I love having something within a mile of my house now. Yeah, yeah. yeah I bet a lot of people so, do. Yeah. Yeah. I was um, telling Jen, this is a mile from my parents' house. And it's, you know they came over. I did not come with them when they first came. And, oh, you got to try this bar. It's adorable. And, you know, here... Uh, Dennis and I are living downtown, so yeah. we were frequenting downtown establishments, and I'm a musician playing all over. I think I came in a month ago to get a gift card and met your wife, and yeah. I was like, this place is adorable, and it looks, it's just amazing. You know, you, I don't know. I just want people to know about this place. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, we snuck in under the radar. You and did. That was a little bit. When did you open, actually? We opened in May of last year, okay. so we're just getting ready to come up on a, you know, May That's 23rd awesome. will be our one-year anniversary. Cool. Um, but uh, we, we intentionally didn't do a lot of fanfare up front because we opened with a small staff and mm-hmm. it was new to us. I was still working full time, so it was like a side gig, which is stupid. So you were um, still doing outside sales? <laughs> yeah, and so I still continue to work for Hotel Tango okay. and then uh, Jen's taken over the operational side of this more so. Um, after she left what was her full-time job. When and we, we tried to get Jen in this interview, too. She insisted that she only does behind-the-scenes stuff and that, <laughs> that <laughs> Nick was the guy we wanted to talk to. I'm her to, PR so. person so today. <laughs> I have a lot of cute blondes that insist on behind-the-scenes stuff, but you, know, <laughs> you got lucky. Uh, so how would you characterize, like, how would you say HT2 fits into, like, the bar scene? What, what makes this place a little bit different, and what's the niche that you say it occupies? Uh, I can describe it. We've got like really cool decor in here there's like uh wood beams you know exposed rafters and you get like the neat little fireplace over here and couches and everything it's it's just really comfortable and intimate so cool i will take those two terms i mean that was something we went for we wanted to have a nice warm welcoming environment or it was come as you are you know you could come fresh off of a workout at the gym in your yoga pants or you could come in and have a business meeting you know you mm-hmm. come in and do a podcast in the whole day we don't care like you know uh very so welcoming environment uh high quality drinks uh quality snacks we don't have a huge kitchen so we uh wanted to make sure the small amount smattering of food we did offer was still good and up mm-hmm. to the level that we feel the cocktail game is so we had a really awesome pretzel with our bloody marys this past sunday <laughs> it, was, it was great yeah we can't take credit for that that's courtesy of ted's market actually sure. so we get okay. our bread and uh, that stuff from ted's but yeah that's been our number one selling um food item since bloody mary since was, was amazing too yeah, that's a meal in itself. It too. was. Uh, Both of them were. Yeah. We, had, we had a couple of them apiece, and we went home silly. So. <laughs> so mission accomplished. Um, but yeah, that's that's what we're going for. Uh, a warm, welcoming vibe, uh, relaxing. You know, we hear a lot of like, especially from the crowd, they'll come in and be like, oh, this place is chill. And I'm like, awesome. Yeah. I like that. I want to be chill. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's just like a... I don't know, a good meeting place. Like, you're not you're not going out here to party necessarily, but you can come here and get that vibe and just hang out with anybody and talk to anybody. And it's yeah. just that place on the court. It's like cheers, you know? Yeah, that. and we don't. We did add some TVs, which I was kind of against at first, but I knew if, like, the Super Bowl was on or something. I don't even know if I can say that word or <laughs> say the term, but I knew if that was on, we'll edit it out we'd later. have to have, you know, we'd want to have it on. So we sure. did add some. But what's been cool is it's not like, uh, people are coming here and staring at them. There's a lot of people that are talking. People are meeting people. And yeah. it has become that little, like, neighborhood melting, not melting, meeting spot, you know, where it's cool to see come, someone come in and then they see 
oh, my daughter is on gymnastics team with your kid. And then they're like, yeah, oh, come yeah. sit down. Have a, you know, and uh-huh. it's just been a lot of that. So that's been really heartwarming. That's cool. I noticed that with the uh, the jazz jam we hosted here last weekend, there was just a really diverse group of people here, and they all came with people. And they, they were inter- interacting with each other, but the conversation yeah. seemed authentic, and it was uh, it was really comfortable, and nobody was uptight or staring at people weird. Or yeah. <laughs> everyone seemed very comfortable. So it looks like you, the environment you created was a success for that. That's yeah. really cool. We try and make sure that yeah we're. Uh you know, it's it's hotel tango for all. It's craft spirits for all. It's on the door because, uh, going back to what Travis started down in Indy when they started that brand, it was very. There's a lot of exclusivity that goes on in the cocktail world or the food and beverage world. You know, there's craft beer snobs and there's yeah. whatever, and uh, it's just like the is the antithesis of what Travis and Hillary were. You know, they're very just cool people, and if, if you're not an a-hole, then yeah, we'll hang out. I don't care yeah. what color you are, where you came from. Who you're with none of that you know it's just, it's just very like so hotel tango for all kind of became just like i don't know battle cry or whatever you call that um and then we just kind of taken that and that's sort of like the essence of uh the brand and what we're trying to build up here same thing come in i don't care if you've never had a cocktail in your life uh we're not going to look down our nose because you don't know how bourbon's made you know <laughs> we'll probably yeah we'll teach you about it and then offer you some and if you like it cool and if not then yeah have some water. Go back yeah. on the trail. Yeah. <laughs> and you mentioned that Travis is a military vet and that you had some of those influences in your shop. I uh-huh. mentioned, or I saw, you have a, what is your wall called? What, tell us the story the on- about your wall. It's called the Honor Wall. The Honor Wall. Yeah. Okay. Tell us about that. Uh, that started uh, really as just a tribute. Uh, we we sort of wanted to surprise Travis because he was had zero involvement in this. So, you know, occasionally he'd be in Fort Wayne and he's like, I'd be like, stop and go look at the progress. But, uh, Jen had the good idea. She's like, you sh- let's get a picture of Travis in service from Hillary, and then we'll create a little honor wall for the military or anyone that served, and we'll put him up there first. And then, you know, on opening night, if they come up, they'll get to see it. And, and then it's just kind of blossomed from there. So we added some of our family and friends that had served, and then uh, it's done what we kind of hoped it would do is it's turned into a legit tribute wall. That's where cool. if you come in and you're like, hey, my grandpa served in World War II. Can I bring his photo in and put it up? Then yes, by all means. Like, I hope that that thing outgrows the little barn door that it's on and spills into the rest of that side of the bar. That's neat. That's a neat story. Yeah, I like the so, so I was just saying, you know, paratroopers on the wall hanging down there. Yeah. <laughs> those are cool too. I didn't even notice those. I think I saw the honor wall actually on your social media page, or when, I didn't know. That's why I was asking you about it on the podcast here. It's cool. Yeah, appreciate it. So yeah, it's very just uh, paid tribute. We got some other stuff from people that wanted to uh, pitch in along the way. So you know, Jen's dad was in the Navy and served, so he sent over his Navy uniform that looks like he had to have it when he was like 10 now at this point. But, <laughs> um, and then you know, the flag off my grandpa's grave. And so it's just cool to see like, when it was being built, uh, the the support from family and friends and just some other people that wanted to pay tribute to particular folks that they knew that it served. So uh, really I didn't, cool. and you know, if I could go back now, I would. I think that um, until recently, uh, you know, through the 80s and 90s, like serving in the military wasn't always seen as uh, like the best option when True. you're out of high school. It was almost treated as like an afterthought. Like, yeah. well, if you can't get into college, there's, there's always the military. Yeah. Um, so if you're like a good student, it wasn't considered like a very like prideful, uh, cool, honorable thing to do. 
and that's where I think like uh, we missed the boat for a while. So sure. I said, you know, now I'm 35 or whatever. I don't even know if they'll take me. But yeah. uh, if I could go back, you know, now it's one of those things. The 9/11 kind of shifted all of that. Yeah, the sentiment like, changed. Oh, yeah, now we were just attacked. So yeah, yeah. and that's when Travis. So Travis, that was the first year we were in college. We were going to IPFW together, just whatever, flailing through life after high mm-hmm. school like you normally do. And uh, that happened, and he, you know, he's changed his mind. He's like, "Yep, school's not for me." So he dropped out and joined the Marines. So we, you were talking about like a spirit of eclecticism, and just anybody can come here, and you don't care in terms of like what what taste they have or anything. How does that translate? Like you're using this as a music venue too. Like we were here. Alicia was performing for the Jazz Jam on Sunday, and I was kind of impressed to see you guys packed the place. And like, like, I thought Alicia packed the place. I didn't think it had anything to do with us. I was curious, too, and I think Jim was mentioning during the Jazz Jam, you guys weren't seeing a lot of regulars. But, you know, the point of that was to get you guys out there into a new, you know, sphere of people and, you know, find a place where jazzers could come and meet and find each other, especially those that don't aren't already in established bands around town. Yeah. I'm an educator as well as a performer and I have a lot of educator friends, jazzer friends, and we're always looking for places to have our advanced students and our budding, mm-hmm. you know, professional students, almost semi-professional students come and meet each other. And it, it worked exactly as planned. I didn't expect that at the first jazz jam. I figured one or two in or three in, but that was really cool to see different students of ours interacting and meeting people they hadn't played with before, playing with people they hadn't played with before. That was really cool. Yeah, it was a really exciting, fun energy. So I, we, you know, we walked in halfway through it, and it was one of those like cool moments where I opened the door and I'm like, oh my gosh, this place is packed. This thing is going <laughs> yeah. great. You know, like, well, I loaded her in and went home to let the dog out and came back, and I was like, man, I can't even get in here. Yeah. There's no it place great. to sit. Well, yeah. so Jen and I just wanted to come in and like support and observe and you know hang out, and then inevitably, as one of the owners, like you can't help but want to help people when it's busy like that. So yeah. I'm like. Do you need me to run that food? Can I whatever? And they're like, no, just shut up and get a drink. And I'm like, like can't help it. There's so many people in here right now. You guys did look really like you were trying not to work, but you couldn't help it. Yeah, it's yeah, that uncomfortable, like, oh, I'm relaxed. I'm leaning here. Just having a, oh my God, someone just walked in. Oh, man. Oh, he's been sitting there for a whole 10 seconds. And no one's drinking yet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah, the drink specials you guys came up with for the day were really fun too, so that was cool. We we indulged towards the end of the jam, so you know. Oh, I don't even fun. know what they that was all gin. I don't remember what we they were. Mimosas and uh, the bloody five dollar mimosas yeah. and five dollar bloody marys, and then Those your bottle of steel too. Yeah, well, I guess I'll ask you too, Alicia. How did that how did that come into being when it was like you had the jazz jam and that was that was a lot of your doing and I know we were trying to push it and trying to promote it on social media and everything so how did that come to be we did advertise it well you know we represented it well I made sure I invited the people I knew would would really enjoy it but I mean we could have worked a lot harder I'm afraid when we do we're gonna outgrow this that's my fear but this is <laughs> a great fear to have yeah. but no it was fun to see um to people come up and play. I mean, I had some students that had never played in a rhythm section setting, which was cool, like some vocalists and pianists I got to try out with the, the bass system drummer we had here, George and Ori, um, and that was just really cool, you know? And so obviously, we I kind of wanted to coach that along and make sure yeah. it was professional and sounded good for your guests, but those were all seasoned, you know, blooming students. So it was really cool. But that event was basically born out of you stopping in and meeting Jen, right? Yeah. And that's what's what's been really cool. A lot of them have happened organically like that. Yeah. Um, And we've kind of been all over the board, and we like that about it. You know, we've done everything from uh, 
shopping and drinking where a mobile boutique you know it started really i guess with like the whole food truck concept because in the summer we're like sure. okay we don't have a huge kitchen let's get some food trucks to come out how often do you front. do that during the summer for example well so we didn't have a full summer of it last year so sure. we were basically trying to do it one night a week last year and okay. have and we would rotate because we're not like big enough to do like the big food truck you know 15 Parties. of them yeah, yeah. And so, and we can't have outdoor drinking, so it wouldn't be that, it wouldn't be as cool because you'd have to pick one or the other and you can't do both at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we you would have to like, bring their food in. Yep, yep. Okay. That was what we encouraged people to do. Sure. Go get food, come inside, get a drink, bring the food in here, hang, you know, out. hang out, have fun. Um, and then that kind of, then there was a mobile boutique that came out. So then it was like, oh, cool. Now you can come out and shop and then come in and get a drink. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, well now the weather's changing. So let's just have the boutique come inside. And then that's spawned into, you know, now we're gonna do a cocktails and canvas. And uh, we've done some other, there's a lot of events we've done that are outside of the food and beverage industry. And that's what's been really cool. I heard about a candle making class. Yeah, we, uh, there was a lady in Indy making candles for Hotel Tango. And so I was like, okay, well there has to be someone around here that's making some candles. So we found the Cedar Creek Candle Company, I think if I butchered the name, I apologize, but I know it's up on the north side of town. Yeah, if not, it should be neat. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm a girl. I've yeah. never heard of Cedar Creek. And uh, <laughs> yeah. reached out to them and just kind of introduced ourselves. And, you know, uh, they were excited. They don't have a storefront. Or if they do, they don't have one down on this part of town. So they were like, yeah, we'd love to come out. And we'll do a class, teach people how to make them. And then uh, we can use some of your bottles and put our candles in them. And then bring them back and recycle and reuse and sell those. Um, we've done some, uh, like, tie-dye t-shirt night. And uh, last night we just did, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, a... a didn't think we called it anything we called it fort wayne pride night but you know just promoting some equality and we did a fun event with them and rainbow cocktails and (laughs) yeah and that was a smashing success too and uh so jen's got a bunch of other stuff in the works and you know aside from the standards Live Sounds music like you're behind the scenes like girls pretty social there. <laughs> yeah. Behind <laughs> the scenes she is. Yeah. It's crowded back. Good at it. Yeah. Oh, um, so that's cool. It's like you're awesome. you're going for like all around experiences and not it's not just a bar where you come and sit on a bar stool and you can do that too, but then there's gonna be stuff going on. There's I love that it's jams, not just music too. I mean music is great. Live music is wonderful. You know, it's it's right. ridiculously important, but it's so cool that you guys have branched into other events too. Yeah, and so that's the what we keep telling people as we're meeting. You know, I stopped and we had a meeting earlier today and stopped at Pint and Slice downtown mm-hmm. and got pizza. And I've known those girls from when I used to sell them beer and I haven't seen them in forever. And they were like, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys should come out and do a pizza mashup and bring some pizza to the south side, southwest side of town and we'll do cocktails and we'll do a pizza and cocktail pairing. And they're like, oh yes, let's do it. You know, so yeah, it's just, cool. it's a lot of that that happens. Uh, and it's not really planned, but uh, there's some cool events that just pop up organically and is that kind of part of your vision going forward is yeah you I want think, to do more of that stuff I think the events were really part of the marketing strategy from the get because when you're a brand new place like I said we snuck in out of the radar and we didn't want to do a lot of you know we didn't want to go do a mm-hmm. big front page newspaper commercials or anything because we didn't know if we were ready to handle an yeah. onslaught of people we wanted to get good at it first so then instead of doing that it was like well, let's just do some events because every time you do a candle event let's say you might get 15 new people in here that came specifically for that that weren't going to be here otherwise. So we kind of adopted that as like our marketing strategy instead of just traditional advertising. You know, social media. I think you're going to get farther with that type of thing anyway yeah. in, in this day and age. And yeah. nobody's actually looking at traditional advertising. Yeah. I another, mean, maybe on social media. The other good example was we did a, a shopping event with Hyde and Alchemy, that perfumery startup. The, those guys are killing it up in like Huntertown. It's a husband and wife that we knew. 
uh, and asked if they wanted to come set up shop and sell their stuff and we'd make some cocktails with their raw ingredients oh, so wow. we had like rose petal and lavender and stuff and some of the drinks and uh, and so we had you know 20 or 30 people from the north side of town that didn't know we were here coming down so that's cool yeah it's just been I would say it's like a, it's fun but it's a fun marketing strategy too. So if someone's listening to this and they want to kind of have an idea of what's going on, because it sounds like there's a bunch of cool events yeah. that you guys are hosting or, or little joint affairs that you're putting on, how can they stay up to date and like how do they know what's going to happen? Are you on Facebook? Yeah, best like way is all social media. Facebook, it's HT2FW and Instagram is HT2Fort Wayne. And so those will post a March calendar, you know, excuse me, a few days before the beginning of the month that has pretty much anything we've booked laid out. And then we'll make events and you know share them from there. But that's the sounds like you don't even know like, how, how much in advance are they going to find out about the stuff. You just do them on the fly. Uh, we try and uh, stay ahead of it, but some do come up, you know, last minute. And then it's just thrown out as an event. Hey, we're doing this. If you can come, come. Yeah, tell someone. If that's you can. really cool. So, well, so your behind-the-scenes girl is really organized, so she stays in touch with me regularly, and she's not pushy. It's so awesome. Like, where did you find her? Are you guys both from She Fort was Wayne? my boss at one time. Oh, Probably. man. I mean, I guess she still is, but <laughs> you know, she grew up. Uh, they, they are. <laughs> she grew hey. up in, born in Chicago area. Okay. Uh, via Kokomo, <laughs> ended up in Fort Wayne. And then I grew up about a half an hour north of here in Noble County. Okay. But we actually met when I was in the beer world. She was one of my... Uh, buyers at one of the accounts I called on at Parkview Field. She was okay. the food and beverage buyer. And then she ended up working at Five Star and ended up taking the position that was my direct supervisor. And that's when we really like it blossomed from friend into more. So she's really organized. So she's it's very, yeah. I've learned a lot from her level of very organization. Positive too. Yeah. <laughs> she's a cool lady. Um, I love how you guys are attracting people here by intention. That's really neat. Your marketing strategy is so cool. Um, I don't know how you found the local musicians if they're wandered in like me, but I noticed you guys had Paul Stevens out here and Chili Adams. Mm-hmm. Who are some other musicians that you guys have coming out? Uh, she would know that better than I, but I know we've had uh, Ross Kinsey out. We had uh, Spencer Shook from up north is coming down. Um, that's I'm going to be it off the top of my head without looking at my phone, which I don't want to do. That's um, awesome. But yeah, and Are you trying to spread it out, though, so that it's a little bit of every type of music? Yeah, we're insane. I mean, I think it would be going against what we do if we said, oh, no, we only want the acoustic guitar player yeah. to one-man yeah. show. So, you know, like if, if if someone's interested in coming out and doing a viola night or you name it, I mean, we'd be up to it. So I really think uh, we talked to another store downtown about doing like a vinyl night where it's actually just records night. And so, yeah, we're, we're open That's to cool. whatever. If someone's interested, by all means, reach out. Um, nothing, no idea is too crazy. So what's the, the plan going forward? Like, say, two years from now, where would you like to see this place? Well, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're happy to just watch it blossom yeah. however it does. Yeah, if this place is uh, still uh, cool and fun and operating efficiently and, you know, it's, it's not losing money, then we'll be happy. Um, we do have opportunities. Uh, the events have really outside events, I should say, clarify. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have a catering permit, so we've done our cocktails at weddings or we've done some corporate parties or stuff like that so I could see that avenue mm-hmm. of the business uh, growing we uh, theoretically might have a opportunity to even increase our footprint here a little bit which we wouldn't necessarily use for seating it would probably still be more for uh, pop-up 
events or shops or special occasions or whatnot and also just give us some space we don't currently have like we don't have an office right now or a legitimate like freezer you know everything is shoved into this tiny mm -hmm. little square peg or whatever you yeah. call it so uh, we're busting at the seams now and it's not necessary I would never be the guy that's like oh we're doing good six months in let's triple our size <laughs> um, <laughs> sure but uh, we might have an opportunity that we can kind of we're evaluating right now so uh, but uh, yeah other than that I mean growing, I was say growing the brand and getting more people in the area in here and familiar with it and we'd be happy with that so what I was going to ask what the, your biggest challenge was, but it sounds like you listed some of them. So you, you don't have a freezer. Space. And it's, it's, yeah. it's the growing pains a little bit where it's like this, this cool thing is happening and you don't yeah. know. It's, it's the scale problem. Yeah, and I think that uh, intentionally the name was a little vague up front. I think that's been a big challenge to overcome because there's people that live out here and shop mm -hmm. at this grocery store next door 19 times a week, I feel like. Yeah. And then they'll come in and they're like, oh, HT2? I had no clue what you were. You know, like, yeah. sure. so I think that, yeah, the branding or whatever, letting people know we're here has, like, been a big challenge. Um, and then uh, we've been really fortunate. We have uh, attracted some good staff people to come mm -hmm. work with us because um, that's always that's a challenge key, in yeah. any business. Um, so that would be another one is just making sure you're attracting good help and then also keeping them happy until they decide they outgrew you and want to go do their own thing. Okay, cool. Well, Style, we love uh, everything local, hence keeping it local with our podcast. We love um, we love watching how you guys are pairing with local businesses, local artisans and musicians. So yeah. we'll be supporting you guys and hope to see you guys grow the way that you guys uh, feels best. Yeah, thank you. If anybody, I know we talked a lot about events, so this will be my shameless plug. Uh, Jen, the super organized, attractive one, is, uh, it's just events at ht2fw.com is her email, so email, okay. shoot something over there. So okay. if they want to book a private party here or yeah, anything, okay. whatever, you want Post some cocktails something. at your whatever, kids mitzvah party or whatever, <laughs> kids let mitzvah. us know. Awesome. I don't know why I would say a kid thing on a <laughs> yes. podcast. Well, kids maybe parents, you maybe know. edit that part out. <laughs> but, you know, we're not going to say anything. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Would you repeat the uh, Facebook and the Instagram one yeah, more time? So uh, people can Facebook jump on is HT2FW, like Fort Wayne. And then Instagram is HT2Fort Wayne. Okay. And excellent. then the website's HT2FW.com. Excellent. Okay, we'll be trying to help you with the events and all this the stuff to get it out there and make sure everybody knows what's get going the on. Word out. Alicia, do you have anything else? This place is cool. <laughs> Thanks. I really, I, I can't understate. We appreciate the, the bringing some people in, uh, what you did, and then this kind of stuff. Yeah, goes a long way. So yeah, watch for that Thank jazz you. jam monthly. That's the only thing I'd say besides what we've already covered here. We'll get here early, monthly. apparently. Yeah, yeah. if you want to say. If you want to play too, it looks like we're going to have to do a sign-up sheet. So that'll yeah. be awesome. That's exciting. Cool. Okay. Well, thanks, Nick. Thanks, guys. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. This is the Keeping It Local podcast. And if you want to hear more about this kind of stuff, just go down and subscribe. Or we're going to be on iTunes here any minute now as soon as I figure out how to do it. And uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>